0: bless you, saints. Welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. Maybe you could start playing. I just want to thank you, Lord, for letting me hear your word. I want to greet you all this morning in the precious name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. We do want to have a word of thanks from the Ray Funk and Fontaine families. They would just like to thank everyone for their love and support, making the wedding a special day. Your help and support was so incredible and an outpouring of love that we cannot forget. God bless each one of you. And God bless the families, Brother Jack and Sister Jess. Also, I wanted to start the morning service with a testimony we received from our sister Eleanor. She says, I just want to take the time to praise and give glory to the ever faithful and true God. He touched me on Friday, and I am healed. In capitals, I am healed. God bless you, Sister Eleanor. Hallelujah. She says, I also want to thank all those who prayed for me, phoned, visited, and for the many acts of kindness. God bless you all. I love the family of God. Aren't you so grateful to be a part of the family of God this morning? Amen. Let's sing the song. You didn't have to open my eyes, but I'm so glad that he did. Amen. You didn't have to open
1: my eyes.
0: were manifested this morning amen. hallelujah we're gonna go open the word open the service excuse me with a word of prayer as brother michael if you would just come and maybe you can have your announcements afterwards if the brothers would like to come and prepare for the morning offering as well amen we're gonna go into prayer with an atmosphere of worship of praise of thanksgiving thanking god for what he's done amongst us amen and what he's gonna do and michael would you come
2: please in this time be here this morning. Amen. We serve our living God. Let's go to prayer. If you have a need in your heart, may you lift your hand up before him. Heavenly Father, Lord, we are indeed rejoicing. Lord, that we can come to a service, Lord, a gathering of your people. Every one of our little licks of fire, Lord, uniting, Lord, to come together. That, Lord, the fire of your word could burn through, Lord, this building this morning.
3: Lord, as it did, Lord, many times ago, back in the day of Pentecost, Lord, as a mighty rushing wind blew through that little room because, Lord, you descended into that little place, that upper room. Would you descend this morning as we already, Lord, can just sense the moving of your spirit, Lord, that indeed in this last day, Lord, they were anointed and inspired as Peter went forth with the fire of God because the opening of the word, Lord, had poured upon them. But in this last day, Lord, you've poured open yourself you've unveiled yourself to a people once again and we can sing the praises of God. The original life is still being lived for. That same spirit that fell on Pentecost is here this morning, oh God. Lord, that you've unveiled, Lord, the whole message. Lord, that we're not some denomination. Lord, is even some experience in this last few days. Lord, a rock and roll spirit through a church, Lord, of, of denomination. But here this morning, Lord, it's a pure atmosphere of a living God with the people that are rejoicing and worshipping in the purity of spirit and in truth. Oh, we can thank you from the depths of our heart that we're not sewn up and locked up with chains, Lord, of the devil himself as he's wrapping himself, Lord, with an ecumenical counsel. Lord, trying to pull away, Lord, a people into his own kingdom. But, Lord, your word said to come out of her, my people, and be not partaker. And, Lord, you sent a word that beckoned and called and pulled us and broke the chains, Lord, that's why we can send you this morning and give you glory for many here, Lord, we're wrapped up in those chains, but Lord, they're here, they're free to worship, they're free to sing your glory, they're free to say you're worthy of our praise. Lord, we give you glory for healing our sister Eleanor. Lord, a God, Lord, on display. Lord, who a few days ago was fainting and, Lord, not even knowing what was happening, but this morning, she's standing here, Lord, serving you once more with all her heart. Lord, if each one here that raised their hand this morning, Lord, has a need in their heart, would they hold it there? Lord, they say, Lord, if you're the same God with the woman at the well who discerned the need, if you're the same God who spoke to Nathaniel, you saw him under the tree, Lord, would you reveal yourself this morning and Lord, discern the needs of your people, Lord, as they hold that before your throne this morning? You prepared a minister, you prepared a vessel, Brother Murphy, this morning to bring a word, Lord, that will bring us, Lord, that that original life indeed would be on display, the maturing, the wheat that has become golden in the son of your word, Lord. So we pray this morning you would, Lord, just wrap us in your arms, Lord. Draws to your side, and Lord, we would give you the glory and the honor this morning, and all the praise sweep through this congregation in Jesus Christ's name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. You may have your seats this morning as the butters take up the offering. My, I love to serve Him. You love to serve Him. Yeah. Amen. I do have a couple little announcements this morning. With a couple of little events coming up through the week, just to give you some time. We have, uh, I was going to announce a young people's this Friday, but we have a couple of different events that are happening through the, through the month of June. It's a busy month. And so we're just going to uh, put on the calendar the 23rd of June would be maybe our last young peoples of the season as we are just juggling a couple of things, graduation and such as well, so just put that on your calendars for the young people. Uh, This weekend on Saturday, we do need a little bit of a camp work bee as we come into our season of uh, summer season. The campgrounds are going to be used throughout the season and ourselves coming in in August. And so we need uh, all hands on deck (laughs) if I could say that on uh, the June 3rd, 10.30 and we'll have lunch there at the camp and then maybe a little bit of time of relaxation afterwards in the afternoon, in the evening, uh, maybe some volleyball or something like that for the young people. But so that'll be this this uh, this Saturday, June 3rd. So if all that can can make it, that would be most helpful. Uh, and in conjunction with that, we have uh, last year who who helped with the uh, cleaning of the camp this last uh, last season. I'll be, lift your hands way up and high, way up and high. Okay, wonderful. That means there's many of you that could help out, because <laughs> it was a small fraction. So I'm needing some, uh, needing some assistance there. We're just keeping our grounds up and uh, ready for each group that comes in. I'll just maybe explain this and take a couple moments. You know, this year we, we've done a lot of work at the camp. Who here has been blessed by the camp? Ah, almost. That's a whole lot more hands. So about the same amount of hands maybe could go up next time, next year. We say who helped with the cleaning and help keep at the camp. Be about the same amount. Because if you're blessed by it, then we want to pour in and, and, and allow our children of that are coming up to also be blessed by it. You know, we have little ones that are three and four and five and six. Maybe they haven't got there yet, but we want to have a camp that they also can be blessed and impacted by. So we need to keep digging the trenches for them. And so we've been able to do a lot of work this year. We put AC into the camp, we've renovated cabins at the camp. We've uh, put in new flooring at the camp. We've ordered a new floor for the chapel at the camp. We're putting a lot of effort and, and a lot of funds into the camp, but it's because you're able to help and uh, and support the camp in the way, cleaning and such. That's what's made that possible. And so we want to continue to be able to do that and improve it and make it just a much more pleasant place and the best we can. But it doesn't happen without your help. It doesn't happen without our labor of love. And so I just would appreciate if you haven't helped on the cleaning aspect of it we do need some assistance this year if you can text myself but or jeff but or tom Frey, let us know we have created a couple teams and we kind of put out maybe three or so times a year uh, maybe once or so a month that we go out there and clean so uh, if you can do that we do need all the help possible and uh last i do want to mention our camp please register if you can as soon as you possible we're already just trying to lay out counselors i know you got an email so we would uh, need some help there our sisters in our nice junior camp and senior camp counselors sisters you're needed Um, but I also wanted to mention we have the week before Uh, we don't haven't had it this way too often but this week this year we have a full two weeks and so the week before camp uh, is our is open to us as well so I wanted to let those especially those that have RVs uh, you're, you're welcome to come up to the camp early before camp and and just enjoy the campgrounds before we even get to our camp and so it's just open to be able to use a little bit more. And so please do that. And if you do want to do that, just let us know and so we know who's all going up there and such. So we're looking forward to a wonderful year. Brother Andrew Spencer, I was texting with him just recently, and so he's got his tickets booked. Brother David Mayer is going to be arriving, and I'm, I'm expecting. The Lord has been faithful so many years. So I just wonder, who, who is God going to impact and change and transform this year? And who might that be? and, uh, and would, they'll never be the same. So maybe let's continue to be in prayer, and if you have any questions about anything, just look, look for me after service. God bless you. We're going to
0: have a song from our sister Brianna Dingwall, Sister Victoria Waldner, and myself. Sisters, if you want to go ahead and come at this time, just get ready. We just sing a chorus, thanks, thanks, I give you thanks for all you've done. We'll have the special and then we'll just invite our brother Murphy to come after that and we'll have the ministering of the word. Amen. Let's sing this now. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Lord I give.
0: Is anyone worthy? I think we have. Just Brother Murphy comes to speak the word now. Just there we go. Yes. Amen. I just, I've so enjoyed this song over the last couple of years. So let's just sing it together now as we prepare our hearts for the ministering of the word. As Brother Murphy comes,
1: do you feel the world is broken? We feel the shadows deepen, we do. But do we know that all the dark won't stop the light?
4: Just a praising. praise him, praise the worthy lamb that is slain for our sin, and the shed of the blood for your chosen Lord. How we thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, worthy be to the Lamb of God, worthy be the Lord, the word that he that put our name before the foundation of the world in the Lamb's book of life. How we thank you, Lord all tones of the confetti, that you are the Lord oh God we thank you Lord all oh, praise be to your name Lord this is the day of a worship this is the day for your bride to lift up their voice to give you all the thanks that we have so much that we can thankful Lord just thankful that a God that it made us such a reality to us to thankful that the God shine on the light in the darkness, to so thankful to the God that had chosen us, those unworthy ones before the foundation of the world, and make us worthy, Lord. How we thank you, Lord, that you put on the other end of the scale, put the blood there, and then put us on the other end of the scale and have called us the equal, Lord. We give you all the thanks and glory. Oh, worthy be to your name. Father, we come to this moment and in a secret moment that you open up your word. I pray, Lord, that you open up your own self to us. Only the men, if they get a little strength, they can turn over the pages. But he take it to God himself to review the contents that are in that pages. Lord, we don't want to hear the men speaking. Because we know that a man has nothing to offer. But Lord, we're looking forward for you to speak. Not just speaking to the normal people, but to the bride of Jesus Christ that you have bought, that it was your own blood. We give you thanks, O Lord. I ask you to bless to the rest of the service with your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Brother Ryan, and to the musician. and Thank you, uh, Brianna, and to Victoria for the song. That was uh, marvelous. Thank you so much. And it's good to be back to the house of God again. And uh, I wish a pretty Tom can, uh, uh, can speak inside of me. But uh, I guess we uh, we will give him a little break uh, just from the uh, Thursday, the wedding. That was just one of the time all together. We still have a visitors among us. Uh, just pray the Lord that bless them. And uh, maybe we just uh, turn to the Word directly. Uh, let's turn to the book of Romans, chapter 8. Book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Let's turn to our book of Colossians, chapter 1. Our book of Colossians, chapter 1. Let's read from uh, uh, verse 15. Book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 15. Who is the image of the inv- invisible God, the firstborn of... Vi- who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. Uh, If you uh, still remember the, the last service I was speaking about, I was speaking about the full surrender that entitled us to the title deed. Uh, sorry, entitled, uh, entitled us to the token. So uh, actually, I'm going to uh, uh, just want to continue on the subject. But I want to give a, uh, a different title. Uh, that means uh, is commit to the headship. Commit to the headship of the vindicated word. You know, this, uh, uh, this world uh, uh, is, a, if I can call it, it's the headless the age. And uh, nobody uh, wants to honor any head. And uh, that's why you saw that the homes is broken. And you saw that the marriages is broken. Because the headship is gone. And uh, the headship is not uh, worthy to be the head anymore. And uh, the one that is supposed to follow the headship. And is, uh, don't want to follow the headship anymore. It's on both ends that this world is coming to the crumbling. But we thank God. That is the age that is the headless age, but God gave us the headship. And he said that in the crisis the mystery of God, the word was properly vindicated, that is our headship. And that is the headship, it is not a certain man. The headship it is not a certain organization, but the headship is the vindicated of the word. So without the vindicated of the word and the person, no matter what church that you're going to, that you become a headless. Because you got nothing to follow, if there is a headship, there must be an absolute, and if it is an absolute, that is something that can lead you. That is something that you, uh, uh, you uh, is worthy that you can follow. Because you must follow something that is absolutely true. You must follow there is some something that is the absolute had a foundation in it. Because otherwise, if you follow the certain things, has a shaking foundation, maybe in the appearance that when the first it looks as okay, but the longer you go, you will find out you're just standing on the sifting sand. But God gave us something that's thoroughly that approved, thoroughly that is vindicated, so that you can put your feet on it, and that is a solid ground. And the brother sent it in the broken cistern and uh, He was talking about um, what is the evidence of the receiving of the Holy Ghost. He said uh, uh, before uh, he was uh, he was uh, speaking about uh, you know he uh, think maybe uh, when you have a love that you um, uh, you have the Holy Ghost. He said today I was talking with my good friend Doctor Lee Veld, who is at present now, and he's a quite a theologian, and so we usually have some uh, pretty good discussion on Scripture. And he is very smart. And he asked me one time that I thought about the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost. Was it speaking in tongues? Uh, it's been many years ago. I said, no, I can't see that. He said, neither do I. He said, though I've been taught that. He said, what would you think would be the evidence? And I said, the most perfect evidence I can think of is the love. And so, we got to talk on that. And then I thought... That sounded pretty good. So I just held that. If a man has got love. But one day the Lord in the vision straightened me out. It has to be a vision. It can't be just learned. It can't be just a certain theologian. It cannot be even just by reading the scripture. It must be revealed to the person. And so he said in the vision straighten me out. Even a prophet has to be straightened out. And, and he said that the evidence of the Spirit was those who could receive the Word. That is the evidence of the Holy Ghost. i was thinking how wonderful and how simple that is. If you talk about the love, what love? If you're talking about the speaking in tongue, the person can speak in in tongue. Uh, like the, uh, the, uh, the pea or your beans on the cow, uh, dry cow hide. Like a machine gun. But after that, they live all kinds of life. And the people can have love. You, you talk about love in this age. Love can be so perverted. Amen. But the word of God cannot be perverted. Amen. And he said, that the, it's, uh, he said that the evidence of the spirit was those who could receive the word. He said that neither love nor speaking in tongues, but is receiving the word. You should be very thankful that we have that ability to receive the word. And it's not just to receive the concept, intellectual knowledge about, but it's to receive the word. The word is a person. The word is a life. When that word that you received, you, re- you received the living inside of you, your life will be transformed. And it will be reflected. What is the word? or What is the life that you have received? So, but it doesn't do away with love. But to receive the word will produce love. But you cannot put love before the word. It's by receiving the word, it will generate the divine love. And but love is also corrective. Love is not just a wishy-washy. Love is not just a lovey-dovey. Love is correct. If God loves you, he will correct you. If you love your children, he will correct your children. And even if a minister, even a pastor loves the congregation, by God's love, he has to correct the, uh, if there's a the wrong that's happening in the church. And how can you correct if you don't have the word? You have to have the discernment instead of then you can correct. Because without the discernment, And uh, how can you know what is right and what is wrong? Though you love, you speak the truth in the heart, in the spirit of love. You cannot just speak the truth to the blunt. You also have to have the love to speak the truth. And you cannot just have a love without speaking the truth. But by the word is a two-edged sword. As a sharper and then a two-edged sword. As a discerner of thoughts. And the intents of the heart. And only when you know the word, when you have the word, then you can discern what is right and what is wrong. And when you discern what is right and what is wrong, then you can correct. You can uh, uh, make it a, uh, the the person. they can make it a right and uh, make it a wrong into right. Because without the discernment, you cannot even correct the wrong. You don't even discern what is right to what is wrong. But when you have the word, then you know what is right and what is wrong, and then you can correct. So then in the broken system, Brother Brahma said, uh, he said, uh, uh, Dr. Leviel was saying to me, he said, that is a scripture. He said, because in John 14, Jesus said, when he, the Holy Ghost, has come unto you, he will reveal these things to you. That I have taught you and will show you things to come. So there is the genuine evidence of the Holy Ghost. He has never told me anything wrong yet. That it is the evidence of the Holy Ghost is he who can believe the word. You can receive it. He uh, he said that Jesus never said that when the Holy Ghost is to come, you will speak in tongues. He never said to the Holy Ghost, come, you're to do any of those things. But he said, he will take those things of mine and show them to you and will show you things that is to come. So there is the genuine evidence of the Holy Ghost according to Jesus himself. What is the evidence of the Holy Spirit? That you can receive the word. And it's not only receiving the word in the history but we received the word in this hour. Amen. By the vindicated word, we have the, the headship. So the Holy Spirit is the leader. The Holy Spirit is the head. He will lead you, guide you into all truth. Yes. If the Holy Ghost is the guide, that means that He is the leader. And that if you do have the, the Holy Spirit, then you will be the follower. That wherever the, the word will guide you will lead you, and you will follow. Amen. And so in the John 14, uh, sorry, 16, 13, he said, How bad when he, the spirit of the truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, thou shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So if we will see. The evidence of the Holy Ghost is to receive the word. Then I can also save to say to say, uh, the evidence of the Holy Ghost is to follow the leadership of the word. Yes. To follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. That whatever the Holy Spirit anointed into the word, revealed that word to you, you follow that word. It's not just in history. It's not just 2,000 years ago. It's not even just in the, the message of Brother Branham has preached that 15 years ago. Even right now, at this moment, when God still revealed his, his Word to you, and you follow the Word in this hour. When God revealed that Word, you continually follow His Word. He make His Word a reality to you. You continue that in the faith. And then in the crisis, and mystery of a God revealed. Brother Brahma said, said, that but what he wanted to do, he loved fatherhood. For he was a father. If he's a father, he's a head. If we're the son and daughter of a God, then we need to follow the headship. And the only way that he could express it was to become a son of a man. That's the reason Jesus kept saying, the son of a man. See, they didn't know what he was talking about. Many of them. But now you get it. See, he wanted to express himself. That was his, one of his greatest threefold purpose. Was to express himself. Identify himself with human beings. To reveal himself in Christ. Secondly, to have that preeminence in his body of a believer. When we talking about the leadership of the Holy Spirit, when we're talking about evidence of the Holy Ghost, you receive the Word, you follow the leadership. You cannot to have a two leader. You cannot even just have a one leader in the first, and then have a secondary leader. There's no vice president in this company. There's only one CEO that in this one, that is the Holy Spirit. He's not, in the, he's not even just in the first place or the second place or the third place. He's in the only place. Follow the Holy Ghost. That's the only leadership that you need to have. Or in another word, the vindicated word in this hour that God has approved and has vindicated to be the truth. That should be the, the first priority. That should be the, the only preeminence that in our whole life. And he wants to have the preeminence that in this body of a believer. He wants to be the head of the believer. You don't have two heads. You don't have one head. Two heads, that's a monster. You don't have your own head. You don't have other people as your head. You don't have whatever, whatever the concept of the people giving it to you as a head. You don't even have your own idea as your head. The only head that you have is the vindicated word that in this hour so that he said he wants to have the preeminence in his body of a believers. that is his pride that he might live in people and then to bring that fullness of Godhead bodily into a people that he could have the preeminence. The oversight, the leading. For him to have the preeminence is to lead you. You find out that there so many people that in this hour they become confused. They don't know what direction they go. The reason is they don't put God, they do not put the vindicated word in the preeminence that in them. They might be have a God and something else. They might be have the vindicated word and something else. But it never puts under the word in the preeminence that's in the chief place. That's in the first place. That's the most important thing that in a person's life. That's why the last time when I was speaking, that was so emphasized on that. The full surrender to him entitles you to the token. It has to when he the only way for him to have the preeminence. Is when one that the person fully surrendered to Him, and when you fully surrendered to Him, then the fullness of Godhead bodily into the person, into the people, and in an influence. Brother Bremer said, "The men wants to maintain their testimony, and then live any way that he want to, but that's the reason the Holy Spirit is a, such a definite must." In this day. Because it is the one. That lives your life. When the Holy Ghost comes. It's not you living the life anymore. It's not even that you live. 80% of the life. It's not only you live. It's not even you live a 10% of life. It's him living inside of you. Living the fullness of the Godhead. Bodily. Then the prophet said. He said, it because it's the one that lives, in your, lives your life. You don't live it yourself. It's a Christ living in you. That after you have received the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. And if he doesn't have the preeminence in your life. Listen carefully. If he doesn't have the preeminence in your life. If he is not the first rank. If he is not the chief, if he is not the most important thing that in your life, he said, then you just remember you haven't received the Holy Spirit yet. If he is not the preeminent, if he is not the only thing that inside of your life, if it is not him living in you, Living 100% his own life out. The prophet said, You haven't received the Holy Spirit yet. You know, when I read that quote, I was shivering. I was shaking. It behoved to me, it becomes to me, Lord, I might put you, are you that in the preeminence in my life? That's why the Holy Spirit is become such a rare thing that in this hour, that's why the Holy Spirit had become a such a thing that it must be a must. It's not a something that was a soul that the people in this hour just so randomly trample through. That said, oh, I have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead me do this. The Holy Spirit will lead me do that. The Holy Spirit is speaking this to me. And when you saw the fruit, it's not a com- it's not a compatible or match up with what the Holy Ghost supposed to do. Then. It's a, it's a horrible thought that you haven't received it yet. Because if he is in you, he will live his own life. If he lives his own life without, can he just live it a random life? Can he just live it a life just a haphazardly? Can he just live life just a partially? The Holy Spirit will have to live a, a full life. Because he said you are no more your own. You are dead. And your life is hid in God through Christ and is sealed by the Holy Ghost. So there's no way at all for you to be yourself no more what you were. Yeah. If a person has the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit must be the first person. Preeminence that in that person's life; otherwise, sorry, you haven't got it yet. And Brother Bremmer said in the Smyrna Church Age, he said, "Uh, "See, it was the thought, and then that thought become expressed, and God bought back Jacob because Jacob alone was seed." Jacob alone had the seed, that is why he had a respect to the birthright and a covenant of God. If you are a true seed, you will hear that word. The Spirit will baptize you into the body of a Christ, filling you and empowering you, and you will receive the word for your day and age. See how clear the true evidence to become when the Word is revealed to you. Now, Now note, again note, Jesus was the royal seed. He lived in a human body. When the Spirit called to him, the Word manifested thought. He went to Jordan and was there baptized in water. Upon obeying the Word, the Holy Spirit came upon him. And the voice said, this is my beloved son. Here it is him. The voice did not say, this has become my son. Jesus was the son. But the Holy Ghost po- positioned him as that son before them. Then having been filled thus, and the same pattern holds at the Pentecost and ever after, he went in and demonstrated power, receiving the full revelation of a God and from God, for that day. So he was a son. Is not he becoming a son. The Holy Ghost that are upon him. Is by him obeying the word. And to the Holy Ghost that are upon him. Placing him as a son. Is that because he is a son. And by obeying the word. So the Holy Spirit. Fall on him. And then. The Holy Spirit followed on Jesus Christ. And then he started to demonstrate the power. Started receiving the full revelation of God from God and from that day on. And Brother Benjamin said, that's the pattern. And from that time on, it will forever be the pattern. Amen. So if Jesus is that pattern, then every son of Jesus, the daughter of Jesus, must be follow the same pattern. Amen. How to receive the Holy Ghost. It's not because of that you try to becoming a son. It's because you are a son. So that's why God sent his Holy Spirit to you. And the evidence of it, when he sent the Holy Spirit, when he's speaking the word, you said, Yes, Lord. That's the word in this hour. Yes, Lord. I receive it. You said it, and I believe it, and I embrace it. Lord, live your own life out of me. That's how you receive the Holy Ghost. And when you receive the word, it's not you live anymore. That word will automatically live his own life. You might struggle. You might stumble. You might still be immature. But that word will manifest himself in this fullness. If you continue in the faith. So it's the same pattern. That pattern has never been broken. He is the son. He was the son. That's why the Holy Spirit led him into the water. And then the Holy Spirit fall on him. Then they start to manifest what is that sense of potential by the Holy Spirit's anointing. You are son of God. Even before the foundation of the world. Before your first mistake, before your first sin, before your first stumbling, before anything, that you were son of God. That's why God sent them a message in this hour because they know by the vindicated word in this hour you had the hardship. And when you receive that headship, then you have the answer to Satan. Because he cannot fool you anymore. He cannot deceive you anymore. Then the Holy Spirit anoints you when you receive the word. And every promise, every word of God. The Holy Spirit will make that come to be manifested. If you continue in that faith. And in the same message as the men of church age, brother Brandon said, and because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. Amen. You were son already. But devil has fooled you. Has deceived you. But God sent his uh, Son's spirit into you. He didn't send the man's uh, spirit. He didn't send the church spirit. He doesn't even send the Brother Branham's spirit. He doesn't send the Brother Tom's spirit. He's way above those spirit. He said, I send you Son's spirit. The only Son's spirit. Let me go on here. Wherefore... Thou art no more a servant; yes. servant always a fear. But you are a son. When you recognize that you are a son, fear is just gone. Yes. When you recognize that you are a son, holy, receive the Holy Ghost. It's just such a simple thing, because God obligated to give His Son the, His own Spirit. Yes. Because without His own Spirit, you cannot live that life. Yes. Yes. And then an heir of God through Christ. There it is. Jesus Christ that came forth, died upon the cross, and accomplished the redemption. Restoring to orange original owner by means of a purchase or paid the price. He paid the price for you to receive his spirit. I'll give you a quote after this. And for as long as we were in the world, in the flesh, we will not be recognized as a son. We were held captive by the devil. But we were son nonetheless. No matter how backward you are. No matter how backslided you are. No matter how that you were into the world. But you were still son. That's hard to comprehend. Because there is no resemblance of a son whatsoever. Brother Roy, before you become a believer, you're probably the chief of the sinner. Me too. <laughs> We're all the chief of sinner. Is there any resemblance of a sin? Nothing. Not a thing. You smoke like a devil. You drink like a devil. You commit adultery like a devil. Just as perfect as the devil can be. You are a perfect sinner. That's why devil can hold you. But remember, God, he created Jesus with the dust of the earth, though is the God made the blood cell that in him, but still he got a full flesh body just like you and me have, and he made us with the dust of this earth, and it's not that a virgin born, but it was a a sinfully parents by the marriage that we were born, but it's still the same dust. It's still the same body, but in that body, there is a little gene there. It's called the Son of God. And he that same pattern, he used that for you. It's the you it's the Son's Spirit. Remember, it's the same Son's Spirit. I hope you can comprehend this. It's not my spirit, it's the Son's Spirit. Because you were son. So that son's spirit is living inside of you. All you saw is just a Murphy's spirit. All you saw is where there is a spirit. But in that spirit, there is a the son's spirit. And because that son's spirit is not in there, when he revealed or peeled off this flesh or this world, then I saw it, then I cried, Abba, Father. All of a sudden, I realized whose son that I am. It's not because of me. This spirit will never understand it, but the son spirit that he sent it to me recognized that I'm a son of God. Because I have the same son spirit. In the plain way, I have the same spirit of Jesus Christ. You have the same spirit, by the way, of Jesus Christ. Because he wouldn't send any other spirit into you. He wouldn't send a pastor spirit. He wouldn't send a Murphy spirit. He sent the spirit of Jesus Christ into you. Yes. And thereby, he placed in us as son. It's not that we become a son, but he placed in us. He revealed the true identity of a son. And hear this. And because ye are sons, yes. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, whereby you cry, Father, Father. Yes. Upon whom did the spirit fall at the Pentecost? Sons yes. at the Corinthians, upon sons where they heard the word. Yes. If I put it, only the son and daughter of a God can hear the word. And only the son and the daughter of a God can receive the word. When you receive it of the word, that proves to you that you are son and daughter of God. And if you are son and daughter of a God, He sent the Spirit to you. You can cry, Abba, Father. Who cry? It's not a mark where you cry. It's not you cry. Sister, do you see? But it's the son Spirit that inside of you cry, Abba, Father, because it is the same Spirit that same spirit in Jesus Christ that cried Abba Father that he just uh, I wish I can make it a, and then he used that in the same spirit without deleting anything without adding anything he gives the perfect son spirit and he said I give you the whole package of that spirit and I drop it into you yeah. I put that a secret trust right into you Is no other spirit than Jesus Christ's spirit. That same spirit in Jesus now is living in you. That same spirit, the Son's spirit, has led Jesus to the baptism. Is it a certain purpose and witness to you led you to the baptism tank? No. Is it a Son's spirit? It's the spirit, same spirit of Jesus, led Jesus to the water. That same spirit of one son, that son of God, now leads you to the baptism tank. Then when you obey the word, entitles you for the Holy Spirit, and that spirit, as a dove, fall on him, and it's the same spirit... Of the sun that now fall on you, The same spirit led Jesus to the wilderness. Is it the same spirit led you to the wilderness. Do you believe that? The same spirit that led him to the wilderness? Is it the same spirit that led you to your sickness? Is it the same spirit that led him to the wilderness? Is it the same spirit that led you to your trials? It's the same spirit that led him to the wilderness. It's the same spirit that led you to your difficulties. It's no other than the spirit of the Son. But thank God, that same spirit that led him in the wilderness, overcome all the temptation of Satan. That same spirit led you into your trials and let you become an overcomer. Yeah. The same spirit led you to your wilderness, to your sickness, Brother Peter. That's the same spirit and it leads you to the healing. The same spirit led you to your cancer, Sister Ramona. That's the same spirit led you out of that. Because they send you the same spirit of the Son. Because of the Mark in and 1 and 12 said, and immediately after he received the Holy Spirit, and immediately the Spirit drives him into the wilderness. Open up your eyes, folks. It's not you driving yourself into the trial. It's not you're your, someone else that drive you there. It's not economy driving you into there. It's not some backside of the things that, that drive you into there. It's the Spirit. Why? Because you're a son, yeah. because you're a son, the daughter of God, because you receive the same Spirit that Jesus received, that same Spirit to drive him into the wilderness must to drive you into what you have, your thirst. Yeah. 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 So. But the same Spirit let him overcome every temptation. Yeah. That same Spirit now living in you, yeah. what makes you overcome every temptation? The same Spirit. Led Jesus to Gethsemane. And he said, Abba Father, if it's impossible, let it the cup that be away from me. Is yes, that same spirit that drive him into Gethsemane. Isn't that the same spirit to drive you into your Gethsemane? That same spirit of crying Abba Father. Isn't that the same spirit that inside of you are crying Abba Father? Lord, if possible, please don't let this happen again. I don't know if I can handle this anymore. Lord, it seems I am in the valley so long. When is it going to be the end? The same spirit that I cry out, "Father," is that same spirit now leaving you, Brother Victor? That same spirit are crying out, oh, "Lord, please, can I see some sunlight of that? Can this be a light to of the burden of me?" Lord, my children have hurt me so bad. It seems like they're aiming for the weakest spot every time when I saw them. But Lord, can you live the lesson up to the burden for me? But that same spirit and in Jesus also said, But Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Isn't that the same spirit that the living inside of you? said, so Lord, I don't know how can I go through this. But Lord, I still believe your word. If you put me through this, Lord, you and me will get out of this. Because it's the same spirit that in Jesus, now living in you. That same spirit in Gethsemane in Jesus, that's the same spirit in you, that in your Gethsemane. If that's the same spirit, that in every aspect, the same spirit that the resurrected in him, that will be the same spirit resurrected our loved ones the same spirit uh, let him ascend it that will be the same spirit that make you go to the rapture and he didn't give anything less than what is his own spirit and if that spirit raised jesus christ from the dead will dwell in you he will quicken your mortal body that gave it a confidence to the bride of Jesus Christ. If that's to the same spirit, how that spirit is in Jesus, and that same spirit is now by you receiving the word and now living in you. The Holy Spirit is making us recognize that of who we are, that God, He is our Father. Though we've always been the Son, but Satan has kept us a captive. So there has to be the Holy Spirit to reveal the Sonship to us. And if without the Holy Spirit, you will never recognize who you are. But by the Spirit of God, now we know who our Father is. And now we know what is our headship. And I'm going to talk about the slave that during the civil war, that they, uh, they end up in that plantation, that he, uh, he knows his uh, father was a king. And by recognizing his father is a king, it's not just to recognize, oh, oh I, I'm a son. Oh, I got a father. But recognize what's in the position that is his father's was. And but recognize that her father, his father is a king, so he act differently. And then the same thing, it's not just that they recognize, oh I'm son, I'm son and daughter of a God, just generally it goes through that. But you are son of the king. And we are the son of God, that this God, who is the almighty God, that he is the, the healer of all diseases. And he is the, the one that give us the rapture in faith. And he is the, the one that give us the rapture grace. That he possesses everything. That is our God. And to know who he is, and then you realize who you are. And that's why last time I was speaking, it said, when you fully obey the word of a God in full surrender to it, it said that entitles you the token. But surrender to whom? And then he said, Brother Abraham said here, it entitles, he said, you see what I mean? You got to have it. You ain't got to just think so. It's got to be identified. Token. Right? It entitles you when you accept the price that's been paid. Surrender is to Commit yourself that to that price that is already paid. Is that something that you need to pay? It's the price for you to have the Holy Ghost. Or for you to have the life of God. is already been paid. And you have the free access to it. But you cannot at the same time to serve two gods. You must surrender before. You must be fully surrendered. Or are going to fully committed before you can fully accept. I think I gave you an illustration last time. You held on to so many things, you must drop those things, and then you can accept. And when you with all your being to accept, then he becomes the preeminence that in your life. He was the preeminence in your thinking, in your doing. In your study, in your job, in everything that you do, he becomes a preeminence. Amen. Amen. And in the Philadelphia church age. So we, we talk about a full surrender. If you remember in the book of Genesis when the Rebecca, and when she saw Isaac, and she was going to meet Isaac when she saw Isaac was in the field. And then the Bible says that Rebecca just uh, put a veil on to cover herself. And Abraham said, to the, what, "What does that mean? That means she doesn't have her own head anymore. She doesn't have her own thinking. Her headship has been changed. He's not, she's not that in her father's house anymore. But her headship, she's grown up." She 's coming out on her way. her headship has a to this Isaac will become her husband. He ne- she never without a headship, but it just her headship has a changed that to Isaac. So when should her headship become an Isaac become her head? she veiled herself. That shows she was a total submissive, subjected to the Isaac leadership and then and. You know, and we know in the in the Eastern the tradition when the bride, when she get married in her wedding, and she veiled her, but when the end of the wedding, then she take her veil out, and then she put the veil on the shoulder of the bridegroom. So brother Herman said he said read Isaiah nine, he said and the government shall be upon his shoulder. But what does this mean? He said the answer is this. The phrase, government upon his shoulder, comes from the wedding ceremony of the East. When the bride has been committed to the groom, she takes off her veil and places over the groom's shoulders, signifying that not only is she under his domain, That she has to transfer her rights to him, that he is the head, but also that he bears the responsibility and the care that he and he alone, no one else, no other man, no other power has any rights and responsibility. So when she veiled herself, that shows she's a subject. She's a subject to the headship. She doesn't have uh, her own thinking. And her own thinking her own idea has been surrendered, has been committed. But then in the wedding, when she take her veil out, put on the shoulder of the bridegroom, that shows she's not only just uh, transfer her rights to him, but it also signifies, now you're taking care of me. Is not only just you surrender, but now it changes to, Lord, I'm yours. You need to be responsible to me. You're obligated to everything that for me. I'm not making my own money. You're making money for me. I don't have a house to go to. You prepared a house gift for me. I don't have a no rights. Now you become my rights. I claim you. I don't have enough. I have already given up everything. Now you alone as a bridegroom, you will be responsible for me. I don't have no other power, but you will be the power. And he and he alone, no one else, no other man, no other power has any rights and responsibility. That means that her husband has a full responsibility to her. So when you surrender, when you committed, God is not only just assuming rights from you, but he also take responsibility for you. In that case, the pressure actually changed. It's not a you surrender. When you surrender, the pressure reversed. The pressure now is on the bridegroom. I got to take care of my wife. From now on, I have to be responsible for all her living. From now on, I have to make money. I have to bankrupt and everything to in order to make a living for her. Did you see that? When you surrender your being, your whole being, you didn't lose anything. You actually get more than you give it up. Now the pressure is not on you anymore. Now the pressure is on our Lord. And now the whole table has turned. When you said the Lord, I'm yours. Lord, I put my veil off. I put all my rights. Now this is laid on your shoulder. The government is on his shoulder. He must take care of me i don't have no thought i don't have nowhere to go but god you must take care of me lord i have no healing virtue that i can get but you will take care of my healing because now he must be responsible for everything that you have lord i'm not responsible for my children but lord you are responsible for my loved one for my children I'm not responsible for my finance, but Lord, you are responsible for my finance. I'm not responsible to find my job, but Lord, you are responsible to find my job. He's responsible to see everything must come into place for you. He's responsible to see me not fall. It's not my responsibility, but he will keep me not fall. And even I fall. It's his responsibility. He has to pick me up. He has to be supporting me. He has to seek me. When the sheep was lost. It's not that the sheep's job to find his way back. It's the shepherd's job to find that the sheep back. Because that sheep belongs to him. And if you are the bride. You give your whole being to him. His responsibility. When you are weak. Then he said I will be the stronger one. When you are sick, I'm responsible for your healing. When you lost a direction, I'm the one to seek you back. When your children is wayward, I'm responsible for all of them. (laughs) Brother Bramah said, just let loose and let him do it. And just commit it to Him. The greatest weapon that I know of, of a Christian today, is a committal to God. When you can do nothing about it, just commit it to Him. And God will take care of it. A full commitment. What is the greatest weapon? He said that the greatest weapon I know of is a committal to God. He said only by your confession... Can you be saved? That's the most powerful weapon that God put in the hand of man is a committal and a confession. It will do it every time. If you believe it, accept it on those bases, and believe it and stay with it, you keep confessing it. It's a full committal. When you committed yourself to him, then you lay the garment on his shoulder. And he has to take care of you. And in 2 Timothy 1.12. Uh, sorry. The Bible said. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless I'm not ashamed. For I know who I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Amen. The bride of Jesus Christ has been given a sacred trust. That is it's his word that he gave it to us. Brother Ram said, Invisible Union, he said "To the, uh, the body of a woman is that a God given a secret trust. And because he's going to bring life to this earth. And God gave us, church, a secret trust. That is the word that it is our. And when he gave us a secret trust, we must keep it. And we must do everything that we keep that a secret trust that the Lord gave it to us. And we must do everything that it put his word in the preeminence. Put his word in the first place, in the most important place. That no other things should mar it. And no other things should uh, uh, interfere with it. And no other things, no other people, nothing should substitute that position. Yeah. That is sacred trust, the Lord will give it to you. Yeah. But listen, the Lord won't do anything, won't ask anything for you to do. Without him, do it at first. If he give you the secret trust, if he has to give you that of the trust that you must keep, don't let anything mar it. Put it in the first priority. Put it in the preeminence. When you have that secret trust, when you receive that word, when you become a transformed, when you become a new creature in God. It's not that you held the secret trust. You actually, you become the word. You become the secret trust. And then you give yourself to him. The table turn it again. It's not that he gave you the secret trust. But you give the secret trust back to God again. You said as in the Bible, it said, I'm persuaded. He's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. The commit, that means that a deposit or trust or things consigned to one's faithful keeping. It's not a he committed to you. That's he committed of the word to you. But you were received of the word. Then you surrender your whole being to him. You give yourself to him. Then it's his job to keep what you have committed. Amen. If he gives us the secret trust, ask us not to mar it. How much more that when we present ourselves, commit ourselves to him, how much more he wouldn't let anything to mar you? Because of you, as a sacred trust, you give it back to God. Right. Yeah. Right. When you receive the word, you are a blood-bought. You are a blood-washed. And you are clean, as pure as it can be. And justified as you never sinned before. And what a secret trust that is. And when you commit yourself, and when you put your whole being, you're not just give God some junk, you're not just give some God some unvaluable thing. But when you receive the word, you're the most valuable thing that is on this earth. And you're has the highest value that in God's own eye. And when you commit yourself to Him, how much value. That you are, and how much more God will have the ability to keep what you have committed to Him. You're not only just committed to your job or your work or something to Him, you committed your whole being to Him. And as Paul said, I believe I He is able to keep what I have committed to Him. And thinking about it, when Moses, when God gave to Moses' parents a secret trust, that sacred trust, that's the little Moses. That he will be to deliver that in the future and deliver Israel out of Egypt. And when Moses' father and mother done all they could do and hide him in three months, then he could not hide him any longer. What have they done? They committed what God has entrusted it to them and given it back to God. And they put that of Moses into the river of death, full of the crocodile. But God, all the rest of the children, when they put into the river, all died. But because God has entrusted it to them and then they committed it back to God though he was a drop in the river of a death but he passed all crocodile. and God sent that secret trust into the pavilion, into the palace of a pharaoh and raised it under the nose of a pharaoh and let him become a deliverer and take the Israelites out of Egypt. God, he's able to keep Whatever that you entrusted to him. Yeah. You said, I put the money, I put the time, I put my sacrifice and energy that are to my loved ones, to my children. When you cannot keep them anymore, you commit them to God. Yeah. Though you send them to the river of death. No, you send them to the university. Send them to the children, all these frozen things that in the society. But how God captured Moses, how God will capture your children. Amen. Because that's the secret trust that you have committed to him. That he that is able to keep whatever that you have committed to him. And keep, that means to guard, to watch, and to keep watching. Have an eye upon, lest he escape. We man's eye can fail, but God's eye will never fail. If you committed it to God, and he will keep his eye on your son, on your daughter, unless he escape. He may be run, but it won't run too far. He won't run too far until God will in any way or whatever way that take them back. Because what you have committed to him, he is able to keep what you have committed. And keep it means to guard a person or a thing that he may remain safe. If God keeps it a guard, you can be for sure. That he will be safe. If you ever committed yourself to him, that he will keep you safe, and unless he suffer violence, be despoiled. If you commit your whole being to him, he will guard. He will guard you, lest you suffer violence and be despoiled, and keep from being snatched away. If you committed your being, if you committed your family to him. And then he will keep them from being snatched away by the device of a Satan. Amen. It's preserved, safe, and unimpaired to guard from being lost or perishing. What a guarding that he had. He is able to keep. And Paul said, I'm persuaded that he isn't able. To keep whatever that you have committed to Him. That's why we said when you have the Holy Spirit, you're under the different headship. You're not under the headship of a Satan anymore, but you're under the headship of a God Himself. Amen. And that's why Brother Brahma said the Christ is a mystery of a God to reveal. He said, we have a Satan's answer. God has vindicated himself. God approves himself. To this a promise in this day. Hallelujah. The leader, the headship is here. Amen. Christ, the risen Lord, is here in the same power of his resurrection. That he ever was manifesting himself. There is the devil's answer. He, the word, is vindicated. He, the word, Properly vindicated is the headship, the head of the church. He said, then we are united under one vindicated headship. That is the Christ, the word of God. When you're under the headship, it's the head that he will keep what you have committed to him. And you're not on your own head anymore. But he is your head. And when he's in the head, he's not only assuming right from you, but he said, I'll take care of you. No matter what happens, I take care of your need. Because of the government now is it upon his shoulder. But when the government shall be upon his what? Shoulder. In the spoken word of the original seed, that's a part of his body. My, that's his body, is it? His shoulder is his body. Where is the government on earth then? In his body. Who is his body? You are his body. What you have committed to him, then he by you committed to me. He now he's living inside of you. Where is the government going to be upon upon the shoulder? His body. The government. Upon his shoulders, that's a part of the body. What is it? His earthly strength. God's earthly strength is his word made flesh in his body. Here on earth, bring it to pass. You are his shoulder. When you committed it to him, now his power is a full through his body. And you, he doesn't have a hand but your hands. He doesn't have a feet by your feet. He doesn't have another body, but you are his body. And now what you committed to him, he used that what you committed and goes through another body to achieve great things for God. Amen. When you're under a headship. That means that no matter what's happened, the head is taking a full responsibility. And it's not a you have a, a saying, but a, he got it at a final say. If you remember in the Genesis the chapter 20, 35, when, the, when Jacob and that is his wife, Rachel, when they're in a journey, the Bible said it a journey from a and there was about a little way to come to Ephraim. And Rachel travailed, and he had a hard labor. And it came to pass when she was in the hard labor, then the midwife said unto her, "Fear not, thou shalt have this son also." And it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. What does the banoni mean? When Rachel was in the hard labor and her soul is departing, he was going to die. And when she looked at all the symptoms, you have to understand that Rachel have given herself whole being to give birth to this child. But because he gave it to the whole being and he was got a hard labor, I was thinking about how many times that we do everything we can to that is the word to a be manifested. We do everything we can to believe the word. It was just like the ritual giving her the whole strength that to give birth to the Benjamin. But when she saw, when she was dying because of the hard labor, and then she gave the name of Benoni, that means son of my sorrow. All she was to look at, it was just a symptom. All she was to look at is that out on the outside, it seems like that a prayer that you are never answered. It seems like what you prayed for it never got an answer from God. And when you look at it, the symptom, and it's likely Rachel said Benoni, that means the son of my sorrow. But that's not what the father's idea about it. So when she looked at it, the symptom, looked at it outside, and gave it the wrong name of the son said she? he is the son of my sorrow but at this time, but she's still under a headship. When she under the headship, now the father stepping it in. When she stumbled, when she doesn't know what to do, when she was in a disarray, then the mercy walking it in, it's the father, the headship take a full responsibility. So it's the same thing. When you give out your whole being. When you run out of strength. When you become weak. When you thinking you're going through the dry time. That you don't know how to confess. You even confess something that is wrong. Said I'm not worthy. Said I won't be healed. I will be blind all my life. And I will be crippled on a wheelchair. But because you have a hardship. Then the father walked in, said, His name shall not be Benoni, his name shall be Benjamin. That is, the son will be sitting on my right hand. When well, you're thinking, Lord, I'm not worthy, I made this wrong, Lord, I'm gonna go through the valley time, and you're crying out, Benoni, but God of the father said, You're under a different headship to let you confess that thing I'm not going to let a negative assault take in control I'm going to call you the queen of heaven they'll be sitting on my right hand side why? because you are under a headship when you receive the Holy Spirit it's not you having a final say but the headship has the final say when you go through the stumbling time when you go through the dry time when you lost your direction, then the mercy walked in. Then the father started walking. Said, so you're not just a weakling. You're not just a church goer. You're not just sitting in a pew warmer. But you are the queen on my right hand side. There's another occasion in the book of Numbers chapter 30. It said, even man vow a vow unto the Lord a oh, swear on oath to bind his soul with a band he shall not break his word he shall do according to all that it proceeded out of his mouth there is one man has made a vow said I will never forsaking you and I will never leave you and when that vow was made he must keep it as a vow He said, I've chosen you before the foundation of the world. That i put your name in the Lamb's book of life. That he must keep his vow. He said, I'm going to have a bride without a wrinkle, without a spot. He must keep his vow. Because he's a man. And when a man vow, vow, he must keep his vow. But if a woman also vow, vow unto the Lord and bind herself. By a bound, being in her father's house in her youth. And her father, hear her vow, and her bound wherewith she has bound her soul. And her father shall hold his peace at her. Then all her vows shall stand. And every bound wherewith she has bound her soul shall stand. If she made it a vow, if she's in her father's house... But if her father heard it, yeah. keep silence of it, yeah. hold it to peace, yeah. then everything that she vowed will must have come to pass. Yeah. We Must have hold it. Right. I'll, I'll get, it, get it in a few minutes later. But if her, if her father disallow her in the day that he hears, yeah. Yeah. not any of her vows or of her bounds wherewith she has bound her soul, shall stand, and the Lord shall forgive her. Because her father disallowed her. Why her father disallowed her? Because she is under the headship. If she vowed a vow, she couldn't keep it. If she turned a new leaf, she couldn't keep it. If she turned a new page, he made a new resolution, but she couldn't keep it. But if she has the head, then the Father can disallow her. The Father can make what she vowed not come to pass, can avoid it. Oh, how thankful we're under a different headship. And sometimes our thought was louder in heaven than on earth. We have a negative thought. We have an evil thought. But because you have a Father... Because you're under the headship. Yeah. The father said, I disallow that. I disallow that. I wouldn't let that thought try to register your mind and I make that a void. He canceled that thought. You said, I will never forgive that person. He said, No, I do not agree. Though you vow a vow, but you're under a different headship, you're not headless. But you have a head, and that if the mind of a Christ being in you, that's not your mind anymore, and that might reverse that. So that I make that a void. And if she had at all and A husband, that made a girl grow up. You young people, you might be thinking. I'm not a worth anything. I'm just a in a message. I'm just raised up in the message believers of the home. You're young, you're small, but you're still going kind of be under the headship. Not headship, but just of your father. Not headship, your mother. You can also receive the Holy Spirit. It doesn't know what age you're in, when you repent, when you baptize in the name of Jesus Christ, that end that water tank over there, you're either 10 or 12. You're still under the headship. Not only your father and your mother. But you're under the headship of the Holy Spirit. As young as you can be. As mischievous as you are. As a greenhorn as you are. As immature as you are. But you can still under that Holy Spirit headship. When you're under the headship. He will know your mistakes. He will know of your wrong saying. But if she had at all a awe, and husband, when she vowed, utter out not off her lips, wherewith she bound her soul, and her husband heard it and held his peace at her in the day that he heard it, then her vow shall stand, and her bounds wherewith she bound her soul shall stand. Now she changed the heship. She grew up. She married. She married it to a man. And she got a husband. But when she got a husband, she's still under headship. But this time, it's not just in my father's house. But this time, she grew up. She united. She united with another headship. But don't forget that the Bible said, the creator that created you is your husband. It's the same God. Though you change your headship, from just a little young girl, a young boy, you're married and you receive the word. You receive this word as the fullness of God and the bodily. But now you're under his headship. You never lost the head. Your headship just starts to grow. But it's the same headship. You become a mature as the brother Persong was speaking on on Wednesday. You become a more mature, but you are still under the same head. Is the head changing his role? Is the head changes his position? But it's the same head. But you are still the same. You are still under that headship. Amen. And her husband heard it, held his peace. then all her vow shall stand. But if her husband disallow her on the day that heard it, then he shall make her vow which she vowed and that which she utter with her lips, wherewith she bound her soul of none effect. And the Lord shall forgive her. Why the Lord can forgive her? 30, 13 said that her husband may establish, or her husband may can make it void. But if he shall anyway make them void, after that he has heard them, then he shall bear her iniquity it's not that she buried iniquity but because she was under the headship it's not the way you make a mistake God overlooked but God said I buried it it's not your wrong your wrong will be on me your mistake will be on me your stumble will be on me your weakness will be on me because I am your head I'm responsible for your whole being, for all your welfare, for everything that you've done wrong. I bear that. You just confess it. But if there's a widow, every vow of a widow and of her that is divorced, wherewith they have bound their soul, shall stand against her. Why? Because they divorced. They have no head. That's why the denomination has no head. Beyond this message, they have no head. They may have all the other messages, but they have no head. Only the vindicated word is your headstep. When without head, everything you said, God will, remind, will require you to do it. That's why the foolish virgin has to give their blood. That's why the denomination is as virgin as they can be. Some of them, but they still have to pay their life because they have no head. But how thankful we are to vindicate of the word in this hour. Make us not divorced. Make us not widow, But make us the bride of Jesus Christ. You always have a head. When you said, I'm not worthy. When you said, I won't be healed. When you said, that my children won't come back. But your husband heard. When he heard it, he said, I'm going to make that a void. Because you're under a different headship. If without our husband heard it, how many will end up, the children will have a broken home? How many women and husband will end up in a broken marriage? But because our husband has heard it, he made that a void. He kept to your family. He said, I bear your weakness. I bear your iniquity. Everything that you have made wrong, I bear it. I'll make it right for you. Wait for the husband to heard it. Hold his peace. When a wife made a promise. When a wife vowed a vow. Or the young girl in the father's house said a vow, vow. If a father heard it, if he hold his peace, what does that mean? That means you said the right thing. <laughs> Whatever you bind on earth, you will be binding heaven. Yeah. You remember Brother Branham said today, he saw that. in the. In the vision, there's a, in the prison, there's a bar, it's so thick. And the no one, the people that inside of that, and they're butting their head, and they're butting their head. They couldn't get it out. Then, he said, that there was a little flicking of the light. And there's a little rimbo, And they're coming over, the light's coming. And telling him, you deliver them. And then, Brother Ramon said, then he left. He gave it as a job to him. And then Brad Ram said, I want to look at my arm, I want to look at my I was just so weak. How can I make it a butt? he said in the name of Jesus Christ, house of hell, give away. He doesn't need to hear that the voice and again. Am I might, should I do that? Am I doing it right? Or am I not doing it right? When God keeps silent. When you vow a vow, when you make a promise, when you say certain things, when you confess to the Word of a God, and if that's true, God will keep it silent. Amen. That means that when He holds the peace, that means that you said the right thing. Go do it. When you do it, I will fulfill that. You don't have to wait me trying to give you the instruction. When you say things according to God's Word, if God holds the peace, you go to do it. I will be behind you to perform it. It be certain of God, let a musician come. And it be certain of God, he said, if one, we are, he said, if we ask certain things, and the Lord did an answer to us, he said, we flip it over every stone, and turn over every stone. Say, Lord, is there anything I need to make it right? And the one that was everything, you making it right? He said, if God still keeps silent. If our husband still holds his peace, he said that that's the time you be certain of a God. Why? Because your husband, your headship will come behind it, it will fulfill. Though Terry, tarry, wait for it. Because at the end, he shall speak, he shall not lie. When you say certain things, when you do that according to God's word, whatever that you said, if God keeps silent, that shows the rights that give it to you. That He will be hiding it to make everything come to pass. Amen. When the headstone comes, it's not just to I want you, I want this rice, I want that rice. I want a Lord, I want a want headstone come. It only the Grace, grace bid on to eat. Why? Because you're under. A headship. Even when we were a gene. We're in a father's house. We're under the headship. When we come on this earth. When we're uh, united. and reliving this word. We're under the headship. We have never lost. We have never been. Without a head. And the vindicate of the word. In this hour. Is our headship. How thankful that we should be. That how many wrongs, the things that we've done wrong, the things that we say wrong, but because we have a head. Because we received that vindicated of the word. And that head, when you're under the headship, and he will make everything right. Let us stand. Let's just bow our head. Are you under the right headship? Are you under the vindicated word in this hour? Has the vindicated word of His hour has revealed it to you, or not? If you haven't received that headship, you become a hellish woman or hellish man, and running around in this world. I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know where you're going. And you're trying to escape to the evil of this world. But if you're not under the headship, if you're not under the true headship of the vindicated word in this hour, in your destination, what waiting for you is a destruction. But if you are under that headship, if you are under the headship of his vindicated word in this hour, that headship will take full responsibility for you In your weakness, in your stumbling, and you know, sometimes you say things that you should not say, and you do things that you should not do. But if you're under that headship, you know that headship. He will bear all your iniquity. And he will put all your confessed sin into the seed of a forgiveness. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I committed the word and also the people into your hand. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here that hasn't recognized the headship that he should have. If the word of this hour, if the person of Jesus Christ hasn't become a real to them, if the Holy Spirit hasn't made yourself a real to them, if the life of Christ hasn't been living inside of them, Lord, I pray as you dealing with them, Lord, may they at this moment that it opened up their heart. And they yield himself, commit himself to you. Lord, may they put their veil on and to indicate that they have no head, that they have no mind of their own, but you will become their head. And Lord, you're inviting them into the wedding. And then they take off their veil and put it on your shoulder. And then Lord, you will take a full responsibility of each one of them. Lord as you dealing with them lay in their heart I pray you Lord may they make that a great eternal say that a great eternal yes to you and make their heart as an altar to receive you and to sacrifice at everything that he have and not just to deprive their privilege of their rights but they should know but surrender or commit themselves to you that is the greatest weapon they have, and better a great committal that they have, a, they give it to you, that you will be taking care of them, and from this day on, we give you all the thanks, Lord. And I pray, Lord, if we have already recognized you as in our headship, Lord, that let us become become the most enjoyable person that in the whole world. Let us know is the grace of a God as a set as a free. So that, Lord, we're not helpless anymore. But, Lord, we do have the head. And the headship of this vindicated word. And we give our whole being to it. Lord, we thank you, Lord. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we sing a song? to have the preeminence. Uh, 298. Brother Wayne, if you can help me to sing that. it, man. Permanence in each one of our lives. I know that sometimes we're saying, "Oh Lord, this is so hard. That the world has become so so uh, evil. The things that was distracted and so much." But you know, actually, it is not something that is so complicated to do. And all you have to do is just say, "Lord, I give my whole being to you. As I surrender my whole self to you, He take care of you." He said, I don't know how to do them with my time. He will take care of it at the time. And when you think of it, and say, oh, you know, I have to do this, and I have to do that. You'll find out that there is a driven power in you. It's not you try to do things. He is inside of you. He will try. He will balance your life. He will let you to do the things that it's supposed to do. Only if you let him have the preeminence that is in your life. When you have the Holy Spirit, that a preeminence, of Jesus Christ is dwelt inside of you. Let's sing this. Uh, 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 the note. You know the song, I Know Who, Whom I Have a Belief? Yeah. means very special to me I noticed this old hymn this song actually was the same by the uh, bunch of Chinese believers when Brother Ed was arrested I think it was in 1999 or 98 I forgot when Brother Ed was in China was arrested and there the police coming in Mr. Cameron and there was the one police showed up his badge said to Mr. Bisco you're under arrest because you broke the law of China. And then they take a brother Ed and different brothers away. And all the believers, there's no sadness. There's no fear. They're all in their little stole there. And then they rise up as they're taking pictures of them. And one little sister raised up her hand and said, glory to God. And then everybody started to sing this song. I know who I have believed in and I know he's able to keep what I have committed. You know when I saw that scripture, I thought about the different brothers. I thought about a brother Ed, brother Ed is getting older and he, has, uh, he can balance it himself very well and his body is getting weaker. And, Brother Milko, I saw a thought of you, a soldier of a God, that are going into the former Yugoslavia, take the tape, take the word to the people. You know why? Because God gave them a sacred trust. And they are faithful to what, ha- what God has given to them. They keep that a sacred trust. That it bring the word around the world. And I remember the one time when Brother Ed went through his neck pain. And I don't know. I was there just translating. Something that was moving in my heart. And I was just uh, bow my head before I eat my lunch. I just bowed head. I said, Lord, I said, you're a servant. I don't know what His is now. But he's going through the sickness and the, the affliction. I said, Lord, when he cannot carry this message any longer, I said, Lord, would you carry him? Yesterday I prayed for your brother Milk. And I prayed for Brother Bisco. I said, Lord, you have given them the secret trust. And now I present them as a secret trust to you. Lord, you keep them. Because if we try to keep them, we won't do any good. But when we present them as a secret trust, and some of you brothers and sisters are here also, think about you. And some of you are going through trials, some of you are going through the wicked, some of you are going through the things that you cannot even utter. You cannot tell nobody else. And I said, Lord, you have entrusted the pride of Jesus Christ It's the most secret trust. When they cannot go any further, Lord, I present them as a secret trust. You keep them, Lord. You keep this secret trust. The reason? Because they carried this secret trust. They believe this secret trust. And I'm fully persuaded. He's able to keep whatever that we have committed to Him against the day let's sing it all together he's able to keep it brother Nathan and until against that day would you mind if I ask you to come to pray and dismiss us as we sing this little again brother Nathan come let's sing I know yes just sing the the cord.
5: can really express our thanksgiving and know just know that we truly felt the hand of God holding us up through a difficult time and just God bless you we really appreciate you let's pray together heavenly father we thank you You are God. You are our Father. You hold us, Lord. You hold our lives in in your hands, Lord. Father, when we were wayward, when we didn't know you, when we didn't love you, you still held us, Lord. You knew us. You had us in your mind. And, oh, God, we're thankful that you revealed that to us. One day when mercy walked in, pleaded our case, called to the stand, God's saving grace. Oh, God, how we praise you and thank you. And, Lord God, today we have heard a wonderful message. A message of encouragement. A message of grace. A message of strength, Lord that we can just rest in you and trust in you and commit our ways unto you, commit our families unto you, Father, and know, O God, that you are faithful. When we truly lay it at your feet, O God, when we truly surrender our all, Lord God, we know, Father, that you are faithful. Thank you, O God. Thank you for this church, Lord. Thank you for this lighthouse, O God, thank you for brother ed lord god who stood so faithful lord strengthen him in these in his elderly years lord god just be with him lord and his wife dear god sister ruth we love them lord strengthen them we pray father strengthen our brother murphy lord we thank you for him father for the wonderful ministry that has come across this pulpit time and time again through our brother lord Lord, we appreciate him. We pray he'll strengthen him, Father. Now, Lord, as we go our separate ways, Father, may this word that has been preached this morning just be planted within us, O oh God, anchored within us, Father, holding us, O oh God, in this evil day, Lord. O oh, Father, when we've done all to stand, O oh God, then we'll stand and watch you go forth in victory in our lives, O oh God overcoming power father coming from you lord living through us father granted lord may we be a light unto all those that we come in contact with father we commit our ways unto thee O god in jesus christ name we pray amen
4: Our God is tremendous, isn't it? Let's just sing it all together before we go. Yeah. of God that God is almighty I'm just thinking about that is there anything that in our life he cannot overcome is there anything that in our life can make us uh, sad we shouldn't if you know who your father is if that slave know his father is a king of the tribe what about the bride of Jesus Christ we have never without the head and from the beginning to the end we have the head because we know Him. That's why that we acted differently. You know that the prodigal son, he wasn't thinking about it. you know how sad I am or this. He said, "I have a father, and in my father's house, and the servants has enough to the need. When he think about his father, he said, "I better pack up my package, the luggage, and get home." And this is the time when we know we have a father. I think it's the time for us to go to another level, go to be with our heavenly Father. I believe that the rapture won't be too long until that we meet face to face with our dear beloved Jesus Christ. Shake hands with each other, and until we meet it again, God bless you all.